You're listening to the teaching of Calvary Paris. For more information, go to www.calvaryparis.com. Hey, if you have a Bible with you tonight, if you happen to bring one with you, I want to invite you to turn really fast to the New Testament book of Luke, Luke chapter 1 specifically. And if you don't have a Bible with you tonight, that is totally fine. The verses we're going to be talking about tonight will be on the screen behind me. But if you have a Bible and would like to turn there, you certainly can. And uh, you'll be able to follow along as well. And you know, as we're celebrating Christmas, and, and as it's been the Christmas season, I, I truly love Christmas, and I, I, I assume that you do as well. Uh, we're here celebrating one of the greatest days in all of the history of the universe, where Jesus came to be with us. And there's so many things about Christmas I know that I love, that probably you love as well. One of those being the decorations, that's a lot of fun. The food, also a lot of fun. Um, the food, again, I'll just go ahead and say that, is a lot of fun. Um, you know, the family times together, candlelight service, I love this. This is my, one of my favorite services in all the years when we get together and we light and have this massive fire hazard in here all in Jesus' name. It's this amazing thing that we get to do. It's so fun. Another thing that I love about Christmas is guessing my Christmas presents from my wife. And we've been married 11 years and I'm 11 and 0. So it is my favorite game. She hates that game, but I love that game. I absolutely love it. But as a dad, I think that my favorite thing about Christmas is the response from my little boys about all things Christmas. That, that is the most fun. And I've come to just grow more into that as, as my boys have gotten older. They love Christmas and they love responding to all things Christmas, whether it be the presents that they know they're probably going to get or the extended family time that they're looking forward to. I, I love to watch their excitement. I especially love their excitement when it comes to lights. That's one of the things that they get super excited about. You know, normally because it happens a little bit before Thanksgiving or around Halloween, let's be very real here. Some people don't even take their Halloween lights down. They just are like, they're Christmas lights now. So that's just where we are. And as they see those lights, they're like, Christmas is coming, right? Like Christmas is coming. And the first thing that they ask is, can we go to crazy house? Can we go to crazy house and drive through the lights? They're like, no, it's October. They're not up yet. But either way, they love the lights. And this year was the first year in mine and my wife's marriage that we actually put lights on the outside of our house. We always decorate the inside, but this was the first time we did the outside. And we actually pulled off a surprise for our boys. It was really fun. We pulled it off, and on a Sunday afternoon, my parents took them away. We went to Home Depot, bought lights and a nine-foot snowman with penguins on him, and then stuck them in our house, and um, they came home to see that. And it was a lot of fun. And the response that they had, man, that was, that was, that was, that was the best. And that's just one of the many things, like I said, that my boys get excited about. They are, of course, excited about family and presence and being here. This is a fun thing. They respond appropriately to Christmas. And thinking through the different responses that my boys have as I was thinking about this message earlier this week and thinking about Christmas all really in one, we really understand and can know that we respond to Christmas as well. And Christmas elicits, it brings out a response from each of us as we see it approaching. As well it should, centrally to the central figure of Christmas, so too should we respond appropriately when it comes to Jesus Christ as he came to the earth to be our Savior. And as you read there in the Word of God, what we're going to highlight here just briefly here in a few moments is the reality that Jesus coming, that event and all of the events centered around it and the people that were involved either directly or indirectly in that event, well, they had a response. They showed a response. And the Word of God gives us insight into a few of those responses. 
And so, like I said, if you have your Bible and you're turned there to Luke chapter 1, we see there first and foremost uh, the announcement of Jesus to come to his mother, Mary. And the text that we see there, as we read it, we see a response from her. You know, the entire story of Mary and her understanding and knowing that she's going to birth Jesus, the Christ, the Savior of the world. Well, the whole story is outlined in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. And I don't plan to read all those verses surrounding that event. But the Bible tells us that Mary is there and she has appeared to her, the messenger, the angel Gabriel. And he comes to her and he tells her this reality, this news from the Lord that she is going to be the mother of the Son of God. To which we see her response. We see her response first and foremost of that of fear and, and, and worry or really just kind of untrusting. Because, I mean, naturally she's face to face with, with, a, with an angel at that moment. I mean, a terrifying being, if you're a human, you're like, what is this? And then he's like, hey, you're going to have a child's. And we know that Mary at this time had not yet known a man. So just physically, she was in no position to birth a son. But upon listening to Gabriel and upon asking questions, her response, we see in the text, turned from fear and disbelief to what we see in verse 38. It turned to Mary saying, Behold, the maidservants of the Lord's. Let it be to me according to your word. And then it says that the angel departed from her. We see here the announcement of Jesus to Mary sparked responses of fear and surprise at the front ends. But upon her asking questions, upon her pressing in a bit more, ultimately we see a response of worship and surrender as she there understands that God wants to use her in a mighty way in his mighty work of salvation. And so we see this response there of Mary, but then Joseph, he, he follows shortly after that. Joseph, who is directly involved, of course, in this process, he's told as well about the conception of the Son of God within Mary by Mary. And he responds as you would expect him to do. He here is betrothed to his soon-to-be bride, who he has not known yet physically. And what he, what he senses is that, hey, there's something that's going on here. And so he has this response, that of fear and anxiety, possibly shame and worry that we see within the text towards his betrothed wife. And we see the initial response of Joseph to this news. What does he do? Well, he, he seeks to, it says, put her away to break off the engagement quietly. But then as you read there in Matthew, we see that Joseph, he too is met by the Lord through a messenger. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 21, it says, but while he thought about these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you to you, marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, he says, the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then skipping down a few verses to verse 24, it says, then Joseph being aroused from sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. At the initial announcement there to Joseph from Mary of the coming of Jesus through her, he didn't believe and no doubt experienced so many emotions. But here as the messenger of God comes there and meets him in a dream, we see the response change. As it goes from fear, anxiety, and figuring out what to do, how to break off this engagement so as to put Mary away quietly, 
it turns to trusting and obedience to walk out the plan of the Lord as the Lord wants him to. And we see that there in Luke chapter 2, as it speaks there of, of, of Joseph there going to Bethlehem, to the city of his ancestors there to be registered. And he is there obedient to, to see that child born of Mary and then to become his earthly father. And we see the response of obedience continue. If you read the gospel account, you see that Joseph, well, he, he took Jesus as his son and took him and led their family so as to see Jesus secured and protected all through his childhood. Joseph was fearful, but then he responded in obedience as he listened to the Lord. And then also there in Luke 2, in Luke 2, we see another response to the birth of Christ. And admittedly, this is my favorite response, that of the shepherds. Where in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, we get the account of the shepherds being there alerted to and responding to the birth of Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, we have the shepherds that are out there in the nights. And they're watching their flocks in the field by nights. And they're out there and we have the shepherds who no one in society, including themselves, because shepherds were outcast, if you will, within society, no one would ever imagine that they would be the selected audience for a heavenly choir that night. As the angel appears to them, telling them to not be afraid, again on the front end, because it would have been terrifying to see this, and he gives them good tidings of great joy. Because unto them and unto the world, Christ the Savior, he says, has been born. And then as that first angel appears, then you, you know the story well, that the flock, if you will, or the choir of angels, flock of angels, that was weird I said that. Anyways, the choir of angels, <laughs> all right, comes out of, of heaven and just starts to sing and praise the Lord, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And then after this amazing announcement display of worship, the angels, they go, right? And the shepherds are left to continue to respond. The angels, are, the angels leave and the shepherds are left to respond with a choice on what they are going to do. And verses 15 through 20 show us what they do. It says, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And it says they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the childs. And all of those who heard it, they marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, it says, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Another response to the Lord and to his coming. But it says, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. We see here that the shepherds respond to the announcement in wonder, but also in belief. There is the angels appear to him. They are wonder. They're in awe and wonder at the angels. They're singing to them. And that yet they show belief as well, because what happens is that wonder and belief turns into searching. And that searching upon finding what they were looking for, it, it turns into worship. And then we see that turning into running and sharing spreading the truth that they had just learned of the Savior of the world, Christ the Lord, coming to this earth to live and to be the Savior. The Savior of the world was now on earth. And there are other responses to Jesus' birth that we see outlined and represented within the Word. You know, we talked about these here tonight, but what are the, about the others that we know about? 
Think about the wise men that come a little bit later. They come at the news and having studied the stars and having studied the Old Testament, they are like, hey, there's something going on in Bethlehem. There is a king that is born. And so they strike out on a journey. And they arrive some time later and they there worship Jesus upon finding him there, presenting him with those gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That was a response at the knowledge of Jesus coming. You can also look at Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mom, who there at just understanding that Jesus was within the womb of Mary as she comes to visit her, it says that she was worshipful. And in fact, John the Baptist, even in the womb of Elizabeth, he was worshipful because as they came near to, to Mary, it said that the baby leapt in her womb. Or even after Jesus' birth, you see Simeon and Anna who get to look upon Jesus after he's born. They waited for so long for the Lord and here they respond appropriately as they get to see him. And of course, there's also the bad responses. The bad response that we see, that of King Herod, upon hearing of another king within the realm, seeks to set out to kill the young baby Jesus. Jesus is coming from announcement to birth. Understand, it brought about varying responses from all that were involved. That events which right up there with the cross and the resurrection that is so key to our faith and so key to our life in this world and in eternity, we see that it called many to respond. And it still does today. This work, this moment in time called many to respond and it still does today. You see, the birth of Jesus Christ is not an event just from history's past that calls us to reflect on what happened passively. But it calls us to respond today actively. His coming to the earth calls us to respond today. To respond with worship and surrender like Mary. Understanding who Jesus is, that he is the savior of the world, come into this world to save. To save us from our sins and our separation from the Lord. And we can worship and should worship and surrender to him. To respond with trusting and obedience like, jo like, like Joseph did. Realizing the reality that we are called to put our trust and our faith in him and obey him with our lives knowing that he is faithful to lead us and to respond also like the shepherds with continued searching, searching out the Lord, seeking to know who he is as we live life with him, worshiping him and then becoming a responding people that run and share about Jesus, that run and share about the good news of Jesus. What I think is so amazing about Jesus' coming is the responses that we see throughout the word of God and how they call us to respond in the same. How we are called to surrender and obey and to worship, to trust, and to share with the world around us. And what a great time to be reminded of that. What a great time to be reminded, and today to respond to Jesus and to the news of his birth in a fresh way. To respond to his birth in obedience and surrender with our lives here tonight as the church, as the body of Christ. And as the church and as the body, knowing who Jesus is and how he calls us, I can think of no better way to respond and no better picture of how we respond to the light of the world coming into this world than what we're about to do. About how in a moment we're going to do something so familiar where we're going to take these candles that you grabbed on your way in and we're going to light them and seek to light them around. It's this amazing picture of the light of the world, Jesus coming to die for our sins, to live and to die for us so that we could be with him. 
And how amazing it is that not only did he do that, but then he entrusts us and enlists us and calls us to share the same, to share that same light as we live in this world together and as we live in this world around a world that desperately needs to see Jesus. I pray that as we remember and tonight remember a familiar but also easily forgotten story and forgets an also easily forgotten response, that we would let our response tonight be new and be fresh, if you will. That we would not let Christmas pass and coming here tonight and just hearing and singing and lighting a candle, just be that which we do, but we would respond in truth, my friends. And we would seek to walk in this world shining and showing the light, just the same way those shepherds did. Seeking to shine and show the light of Jesus and the news of who he is and why he came and what he's done in our lives and what he wants to do in the lives of those around us. And so this Christmas, I'm so thankful for the Lord as I pray that you are as well. And I pray that as we know who he is and why he came, that we would too, as we see those in scripture do, that we would respond to him and respond with worship, respond with surrender and respond with sharing. Let's pray together.